0: This episode of Getting the Word with Truth's Table is brought to you by the IVP. We live in a world of options where we might do this or that if we feel like it. But for followers of Jesus, certain things are not optional, but necessary. Keep listening to find out more about Necessary Christianity by Claude Alexander and by Truth's Table. If you've been blessed by these daily audio Bible podcast readings, please consider supporting Truth's Table on Patreon at patreon.com slash This is IVP. get in the word with truth table. Your word is truth,
1: your word is life. Presented by Innervar City Press.
0: Your word is truth, your word is life.
1: The Daily Audio Bible podcast, read by Dr. Christina Edmondson and Akemeni Owen.
0: Let's get in the Word, and may the Word get in us. Open our eyes that we may behold wonderful things
1: in your Word. Old Testament reading, Proverbs 24. Do not envy evil people. Do not desire to be with them, for their hearts contemplate violence, and their lips speak harm. By wisdom a house is built, and through understanding it is established. By knowledge its rooms are filled. With all kinds of precious and pleasing treasures, a wise warrior is strong, and a man of knowledge makes his strength stronger. For with guidance you wage your war, and with numerous advisors there is victory. Wisdom is unattainable for a fool. In court he does not open his mouth. The one who plans to do evil will be called a scheming person. A foolish scheme is sin, and the scorner is an abomination to people. You have slacked off in the day of trouble. Your strength is small. Deliver those being taken away to death and hold back those slipping to the slaughter. If you say, but we did not know about this, won't the one who evaluates hearts discern it? Won't the one who guards your life realize and repay each person according to his deeds? Eat honey, my child, for it is good. And honey from the honeycomb is sweet to your taste. Likewise, know that wisdom is sweet to your soul, and if you have found it, you have a future, and your hope will not be cut off. Do not lie in wait like the wicked against the place where the righteous live. Do not assault his home. Indeed, a righteous person will fall seven times and then get up again, but the guilty will collapse in calamity. Do not rejoice when your enemy falls, and when he stumbles, do not let your heart rejoice. Lest the Lord see it, and be displeased, and turn his wrath away from him. Do not fret because of evil people, or be envious of wicked people. For the evil person has no future, and the lamp of the wicked will be extinguished. Fear the Lord, my child, as well as the king, and do not associate with rebels. For suddenly their destruction will overtake them, and who knows the ruinous judgment both the Lord and the king can bring. Further Sayings of the Wise These sayings are also from the wise. To show partiality in judgment is terrible. The one who says to the guilty, you are innocent. Peoples will curse him and nations will denounce him. But there will be delight for those who convict the guilty. And a pleasing blessing will come on them like a kiss on the lips is the one who gives an honest answer. Establish your work outside and get your fields ready. Afterward, build your house. Do not be a witness against your neighbor without cause, and do not deceive with your words. Do not say, I will do to him just as he has done to me. I will pay him back according to what he has done. I passed by the field of a sluggard, by the vineyard of one who lacks sense. I saw that thorns had grown up all over it. The ground was covered with weeds, and its stone wall was broken down. Then I scrutinized it. I was putting my mind to it. I saw it, I took in a lesson, a little sleep, a little slumber, a little folding of the hands to relax, and your poverty will come like a bandit, and your need like an armed robber. 2 Chronicles chapter 9, verse 29, through 2 Chronicles chapter 10. Solomon's reign ends. The rest of the events of Solomon's reign from start to finish are recorded in the Annals of Nathan the Prophet, the Prophecy of Ahijah. The Shilonite, and the vision of Ido, the seer, pertaining to Jeroboam, son of Nebat. Solomon ruled over all Israel from Jerusalem for forty years. Then Solomon passed away and was buried in the city of his father David. His son, Rehoboam, replaced him as king. Chapter 10 The Northern Tribes Rebel. Rehoboam traveled to Shechem, for all Israel had gathered in Shechem to make Rehoboam king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard the news he was still in Egypt, where he had fled from King Solomon. Jeroboam returned from Egypt. They sent for him. And Jeroboam and all Israel came and spoke to Rehoboam, saying, Your father made us work too hard. Now if you lighten the demands he made and don't make us work as hard, we will serve you. He said to them, Go away for three days, then return to me. So the people went away. King Rehoboam consulted with the older advisors who had served his father Solomon when he had been alive. He asked them, How do you advise me to answer these people? They said to him, If you are fair to these people, grant their request, and are cordial to them. They will be your servants from this time forward. But Rehoboam rejected their advice and consulted the young advisors who served him, with whom he had grown up. He asked them, How do you advise me to respond to these people who said to me, Lessen the demands your father placed on us? The young advisors with whom Rehoboam had grown up said to him, Say this to these people who have said to you, Your father made us work hard, but now lighten our burden. Say this to them, I am a lot harsher than my father. My father imposed heavy demands on you. I will make them even heavier. My father punished you with ordinary whips. I will punish you with whips that really stain your flesh. Jeroboam and all the people reported to Rehoboam on the third day, just as the king had ordered when he said, Return to me on the third day. The king responded to the people harshly. He rejected the advice of the older men and followed the advice of the younger ones. He said, my father imposed heavy demands on you. I will make them even heavier. My father punish you with ordinary whips. I will punish you with whips that really sting your flesh. The king refused to listen to the people because God was instigating this turn of events so that he might bring to pass the prophetic announcement he had made through Ahijah, the Shilonite to Jeroboam, son of Nebat. When all Israel saw that the king refused to listen to them, the people answered the king, We have no portion in David, no share in the son of Jesse. Return to your homes, O Israel. Now look after your own dynasty, O David. So all Israel returned to their homes. Rehoboam continued to rule over the Israelites who lived in the cities of Judah. King Rehoboam sent Hadaram, the supervisor of the work crews, out after them. But the Israelites stoned him to death. King Rehoboam managed to jump into his chariot and escape to Jerusalem. So Israel has been in rebellion against the Davidic dynasty to this very day. 1 Kings chapter 12, verses 1-20 through 20. Rehoboam loses his kingdom Rehoboam traveled to Shechem, for all Israel had gathered in Shechem to make Rehoboam king. When Jeroboam, son of Nebat, heard the news, he was still in Egypt, where he had fled from King Solomon and had been living ever since. They sent for him, and Jeroboam and the whole Israelite assembly came and spoke to Rehoboam, saying, Your father made us work too hard. Now if you lighten the demands he made and don't make us work as hard, we will serve you. He said to them, Go away for three days, then return to me. So the people went away. King Rehoboam consulted with the older advisors who had served his father Solomon when he had been alive. He asked them, How do you advise me to answer these people? They said to him, Today, if you will be a servant to these people and grant their request, speaking kind words to them, they will be your servants from this time forward. But Rehoboam rejected their advice and consulted the young advisors who served him, with whom he had grown up. He asked them, How do you advise me to respond to these people who said to me, Lessen the demands your father placed on us? The young advisors with whom Rehoboam had grown up said to him, Say this to these people who have said to you, Your father made us work hard, but now lighten our burden. Say this to them, I am a lot harsher than my father. My father imposed heavy demands on you. I will make them even heavier. My father punished you with ordinary whips. I will punish you with whips that really stain your flesh. Jeroboam and all the people reported to Rehoboam on the third day. Just as the king had ordered when he said, return to me on the third day, the king responded to the people harshly. He rejected the advice of the older men and followed the advice of the younger ones. He said, my father imposed heavy demands on you. I will make them even heavier. My father punished you with ordinary whips. I will punish you with whips that really sting your flesh. The king refused to listen to the people because the Lord was instigating this turn of events so that he might bring to pass the prophetic announcement he had made through Ahijah, the Shilohite to Jeroboam, son of Nebat. When all Israel saw that the king refused to listen to them, the people answered the king, We have no portion in David, no share in the son of Jesse. Return to your homes, O Israel. Now look after your own dynasty, O David. So Israel returned to their homes. Rehoboam continued to rule over the Israelites who lived in the cities of Judah. King Rehoboam sent Adoniram, the supervisor of the work crews, out after them. But all Israel stoned him to death. King Rehoboam managed to jump into his chariot and escape to Jerusalem. So Israel has been in rebellion against the Davidic dynasty to this very day. When all Israel heard that Jeroboam had returned, they summoned him to the assembly and made him king over all Israel. No one except the tribe of Judah remained loyal to the Davidic dynasty. New Testament Reading 1 Thessalonians, chapter 5, verses 12 through 28. Final Instructions Now we ask you, brothers and sisters, to acknowledge those who labor among you and preside over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them most highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers and sisters, admonish the undisciplined, comfort the discouraged, help the weak, be patient towards all. See that no one pays back evil for evil to anyone, but always pursue what is good for one another and for all. Always rejoice, constantly pray, in everything give thanks, for this is God's will for you in Christ Jesus. Do not extinguish the Spirit. Do not treat prophecies with contempt, but examine all things. Hold fast to what is good. Stay away from every form of evil. Conclusion Now may the God of peace himself make you completely holy, and may your spirit and soul and body be kept entirely blameless at the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. He who calls you is trustworthy, and he will in fact do this. Brothers and sisters, pray for us too. Greet all the brothers and sisters with a holy kiss. I call on you solemnly in the Lord to have this letter read to all the brothers and sisters. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. This is the word of God for the people of God. May God add a blessing to the reading of his word. Let us go boldly to God's throne of grace. Gracious and holy God, we thank you, O Lord. We thank you that you are God and God all by yourself. We thank you that you are a covenant-keeping God, that you are keeping us in this relationship with you, that you are imparting to us wisdom and holiness and patience, the fruit of the Spirit, O God. And we thank you, O Lord, that we can cry out to you and you incline your ear to hear us. We thank you that we are not alone in our decision-making. We thank you, O God, that by your spirit, you grant to us discernment and you even raise up for us a community of wisdom. People who are wise and know more than what we know. People who have had experiences that predate our own experiences. People who don't long to just tell us what makes us happy or provides them access or opportunity. But people who speak the truth. And I pray, oh God, that you would grant to all of us these types of advisors, these types of encouragers, these types of rebukers in our lives, oh God. Lord, we're mindful of both these passages this morning, particularly the contrast, or, or this afternoon, whenever we're listening, oh God. We're reminded of the contrast between the Old and the New Testament, these passages that, oh God, remind us of, of the ways in which we seek out counsel that we already agree with, that we seek out people who will tell us what we want to hear, people who are like us, that we were raised with, versus those who might have insight or knowledge that is different than our own, those who may not just be impressed with us, but are really truly concerned about us. And, O God, we thank you that this New Testament church ethic is one that reminds us that we are not to treat people harshly, that we're not to repay evil with evil, that we are not trying to outdo the cruelest person, O God. But instead, we are to be like our Lord, gracious and kind and long-suffering, self-sacrificing, O Lord. And we thank you, O God, for this reminder in your word that we are so easily tempted to want to recede and give advice that makes us hardened that makes us colder, that makes us crueler, that makes us want to assert ourselves into, for the purpose of maintaining or getting more power. And that is not your way. For you, O oh God, the one who has all power, you distribute power, you extend blessing, you are open-handed in your generosity, and you who deserves all obedience, all, all adoration, all praise, O oh God, have a disposition of generosity and love, compassion, compassion, You are so kind and good to us, and we pray, O Lord, that we would resemble you more, that we would truly be your people in the way that we act, and that we would not cling to power and that we would not take faulty advice, that we would not be haughty, O God, but be known for being humble. It is in your name that we pray and we entrust ourselves. Amen and amen life in God is less about
0: what you could do and more about what you must do. Contrary to the life of the optional, accidental, and haphazard, the believer is called to live with a sense of divine necessity. No maybes about it. In Necessary Christianity, Bishop Claude Alexander unpacks the gospel statements of what Jesus said he must do. He must be about his father's business. He must go through Samaria. He must go to Jerusalem. Learn what is necessary for us to follow Jesus. As a listener of this podcast, you can get 30% off plus free U.S. Shipping when you use the promo code THE WORD. That's promo code T H E W O R D at IVPress.com. We pray this time of getting the word with Truth's Table has encouraged us all to not only be hearers of God's word, but doers.
1: Share your reflections on these scriptures with us on Twitter and Instagram using the hashtag GetInTheWord and hashtag, Truth's Table